Hallelujah. Just lift your hands to the Lord. I'm going to swap mics, babe. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here in this place. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're speaking to us right now. The Holy Spirit, that you're getting our attention. That you're getting our attention, Holy Spirit. Lord God, we ask you that you would begin to just just allow us to see if we've been just so uh, just bludgeoned and not even aware of where our condition is. God, we just ask you just to allow us to see it. Sometimes we're walking, Lord, and we just get caught up with things and we're blind to where our actual spiritual condition is. So, Lord, we ask we ask right now for this to be a wake up moment for us. Let us see, God, with clear eyes. Our spiritual condition. Holy Spirit, we ask you that you would just begin to minister to our hearts. Show us the things that need to change. Show us the things that we need to make the adjustments in. In Jesus' name. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we're, we want to just, we want we want our lives to reflect who you are. Reflect who, what you've done on the inside of us, Lord. That, Lord God, that you would be glorified through our lives, through our words, our actions. God, our purpose in life. That we're purposing, Lord God, to please you. Purposing to, to share your, your goodness, share your love with others. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, be glorified in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. You know, revival, revival isn't the, the good, the ooey-gooey feeling that we have on the inside when, what, you know, it's just not that ooey-gooey feeling, that, that happy feeling. You know what it is? It's a, a, revival is a response to the direct influence of the Holy Ghost on somebody's life. Amen? It's a response, guys. It's a response. That's when revival happens. The Holy Spirit's always leading. The Holy Spirit is always speaking. The Holy Spirit's always directing and guiding. But it's the response. It's the response to it. What's happening to when he speaks, when he's leading, when he's showing the change, when he's showing the the get up and go, the go and do this, the go and say this, the response is the revival. Amen? It's the response. And, and I just, I believe the heart right now is that the Holy Ghost is saying, respond, respond, respond to my leading, respond to my, my guiding, respond to what I'm speaking to you right now, respond to those things. You know, a lot of times people are, are in that content place, and, or if I could say complacent place, and they're in that place where they're just okay with going on, but knowing there's a drawing, a hunger on the inside, a more, there's something that's more, that, that's like pulling on the inside. Like the Holy Ghost is trying to draw something on the inside of our spirit, man, and we're just we're just staying put but but God is saying I want you to come closer I want you to draw into my presence I want you to draw in closer to me that's the heart of God right now is that respond he's looking at his children please I want you to respond 
to my drawing, to my leading, my guiding. Revival isn't just for a great, uh, you know, just a demonstration to show how great God is. God's uh, wanting a personal response to his leading, to his guiding, because he wants us to draw closer. He's looking for a close, intimate relationship that, that the enemy can't take, that the enemy can't hinder at all. But there's such a drawing and a hunger that there's a passion every moment that we have, every moment that we can come into his presence, that we're looking. To, to and desperate to get back into that intimate place with him. That's the revival. It's a personal revival that God is wanting so that the church would, would, would corporately, globally, bodily come into unity in this personal revival. Glory to God. Glory to God. Sure, bebe beganda gese kila vrinde gese shanda deje gege la vumba bamba bachene rebra bam amba danda giti gishi kichi kila vranda gasha. Glory, glory, glory. Shine la vrambe abrindi anda gachi la vrata anda gusi kila vrasha. Let it be, Lord. 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 Shamba bashe de vrida gasha. That your glory would pour out, Lord God. In our homes, Lord God, as we're driving to places and as, as we're going and walking and among our, our just our normal things, that, that you would interrupt our moments, Lord God, and that you would just draw on our hearts, draw our spirit man into a place of desperation to come before you, God. Let it be, Lord, that we would see the breakthroughs that we've been wanting, desiring, looking for, God, in that time when we come intimately with you, Lord God. And we see our breakthroughs happening. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, be glorified. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. There's a wrestling, sorry. There's a wrestling, a wrestling that's been going on on the inside. And you have been fighting with yourself. You've been fighting circumstances. You've been fighting your thoughts, fighting your emotions, fighting your, even what motivates you. There's even a wrestling where you would say, I don't even like myself. And you don't like your life, your position, your place, even amongst your family. But you're, there, there's a, there's like this, well, you're so like grumpy and frustrated and miserable And no matter what you do, you can't seem to shake it. No matter what you do to try to make yourself feel better, it's not working. You go after this and you go after that and you do this and you do that, but it's not working because you're still in a place of of, of this. this You're like like constantly grumpy and and almost angry with the world, agitated with the world. Agitated with yourself, agitated with life, agitated with your spouse or your children or your grandchildren, with your, with your job. 
you're not at peace with anyone. And the Lord says, first and foremost, your walk with him has to be in its proper place. If you don't come back to your first love and begin to sow time in the word and in prayer and in fellowship, nothing else is going to take its proper place. Nothing. You will continue to go in this grumpy, miserable, agitated cycle. You're just getting knocked around, knocked around, knocked around, and nothing is going to be right because you left your first love. I'm not necessarily talking about backsliding. I'm talking about you allowed all these other things to take the place before him. So priorities are out of whack. There are possibly idols in your life because he's not first. And if he's not first, then we've allowed other things yeah. to become an, yeah. an act of, of worship. Yeah. You've given them yeah. a greater position than him. So the Lord says today, if you will make your heart right, yeah. and you will put him back in the first place where he belongs, and you will take all of this frustration and everything that you're just going round and round and round in, and you will throw it at the altar. And you will leave it there. Leave it there where he can deal with those situations, with people, with circumstances. Stop trying to just go around and around and around and around. You're just miserable. You're just agitated. Stop. Put it all back to the altar. And get on your knees and worship your first love. Because in that adoring relationship with the lover of your soul, with the one who is your peace, your comfort, your joy, your very life. See, he is your life, and you've tried to make everything else your life. But he's your life. In him, you live and move and have your being. If you don't have your being in him, you're not being. You're just existing. In a, in a ridiculous cycle that is never-ending and not productive. And, and that's why you're annoyed and, yep. and angry. It's trying to fulfill the, the desire and that drawing that the Holy Ghost has been putting, but you've been searching and trying to put fulfill it with fleshly things. And the Holy Ghost is saying, repent, repent, repent. Get the things out. Just move with me. Just move with me. Just move with me. You see, because I have things set before you that you have not seen and I will not reveal to you because of the distractions and the things that, I've, that you've placed before me. But I'm calling you right now to come out of that place, out of that place and come into this place where I've desired for you to see because the things I've set before you, you see, it's to affect other people's lives. It's to bring change and to help people to see the calling and the destinies that I have for them. But they will not be revealed until you step out into that place where I'm calling you to lay aside all those things that you've been distracted with, but to come closer into my presence and into my intimacy that I desire to have with you. Glory, 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 glory. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And you would say, but it's not my fault. It's, it's their fault. 
and it's their fault, and it's because of this and because of that and because they hurt me and because this situation happened, and that wasn't fair. And the Lord says, stop blaming, stop pointing the finger. He is the judge, and he will deal with those who may have wounded you, who may have done wrong, but stop pointing the finger because God's pointing the finger right back at you and me. He's pointing the finger right back and saying, no, get on your knees and on your face and let us be heart to heart again. Let our tears flow together. As you begin to see and feel as I reveal my heart to you, as you feel what I feel and you see what I see and you hear what I hear so that we can be one. If your fingers are pointed at everyone else, then you and I cannot be one because I do not point the finger. Accept forgiveness. Accept forgiveness for self-pity. Accept forgiveness for blame, for pride. Accept forgiveness for allowing yourself to just wallow, to wallow in the mess that you created. But it's okay. Accept forgiveness and come out to be made clean and whole so that the love of God can cover you, can anoint you, can restore you, empower you, and put you back in full fellowship with the one who loves you more than you could ever imagine. Your life will be made whole as your spirit and your walk with him are made whole. It's time to surrender. It's time to surrender all. And that means you not being in control of everything. We surrender all to be made whole, to be made right, to be made free so that we can experience everything that you have for us. You know, the one thing that the Holy Spirit's been stirring on my heart, and now I see, now I understand. He's been stirring this back in my in my crawl concerning Onesimus. He was a slave that ran away from Philemon. And he ran away, and he came in contact with Paul in prison. 
The love of God that was shed abroad in Paul's heart poured out into Onesimus. Paul was in prison for doing what? For spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. The message of love that Christ has for, for men and for women. For his creation. And on that journey, on that path, Onesimus comes across Paul. And Paul leads him to the, to the love of God. And Onesimus gives his heart over to Jesus. The Holy Spirit began to be just shed into Onesimus' heart. And I believe that, that there was a repentance that came before him. Why? Because he fled from what he, was, from what he was supposed to be doing. If you look in the book of Philemon, there's a possibility that he probably stole from his owner and ran away. And that, that, the cost of that is death. came in contact with Paul and the love of God it was poured out in Onesimus' life brought him to the place of repentance and I believe this is that through what Paul has written to Philemon in that one chapter book that personal letter that Paul was writing over to Philemon was helping to restore a relationship in this whole process that God was doing to restore Onesimus back to him. Philemon had every right to put him to death if he came back, if he returned. Philemon was a, a prominent Christian man. One of the leaders in his community opened up his house for, for worship, for people to come and worship Christ and worship Jesus in his own home. Paul in that letter was, was urging him, urging him to not look at Anesimus no more as a slave. Why? Because his heart has been set free. His heart was set free. But now, Philemon, look at Onesimus as what? A brother. A brother. Why? Because Onesimus is serving the Lord. His heart could, is, is infectious with the, with the love of Christ. So much so that he even ministered to Paul in prison. Compassion poured out. Encouragement poured out. But what did it take? It took courage for Onesimus to step out and say, you know what? I understand that my penalty should be death. But I'm trusting in the Lord that as I return to Philemon, my, the, my owner, that God will ha save me. God will restore me. God will restore my relationship. It takes a, a boldness. Even knowing when you've failed, even know, even knowing when you've done wrong, before the Lord, to step out in boldness. You know what, God, I'm accepting my consequences. I'm accepting whatever is out there that I have to go through. But Lord, I want to turn back to you. I want my heart to turn over to you, God, because I know that's that's where I belong. 
that's where I belong. And I'm willing to take on whatever consequence, God. I just want my life to be in your hands. I want my heart to be with your heart, God. And it takes a willingness to lay down everything. To just lay the pride aside and say, God, I screwed up. I've messed up. A humble heart before him. A contrite heart before him. One that's broken before him. Desiring. Desiring that intimacy. That relationship restored. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Jesus. Lord, have your way with us. Lord, we repent before you. It's a corporate body. We repent before you, God. Lord, for everything that's been in our lives, that's not pleasing to you, God, we repent before you, Jesus. Anything, any attitude, God, putting other things before you and making them idols, God. We repent before you, God. Lord Jesus. God, we repent. Lord, we lay our lives down for you. turning back to the filth, turning back to the to drugs, to alcohol. God, we repent. Turning back to programs and relationships that we shouldn't be turning back to God. Jesus, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Let us be like Anesimus, Lord God. God, filled with joy again. Filled with your love. Filled with your passion, Lord. Restore the call that you've placed in our hearts and in our lives, Lord. that we can see that place, that, that thing that you've set before us.
There's hidden mysteries, God, that you have in store for us. is that you would just not just have this be a solemn moment in, in church today as we're meeting together. That we will walk away today with a purpose. We're not going to walk our lives out the same. If that's you, if that's, if that's you that's just been complacent, Make a decision. Make a choice. You know what, God? Not to, I'm not going to live my life like that anymore. I'm going to live with purpose. I'm going to live with, with just striving, God, to just, just be in your presence. To get to, for every moment, every waking moment, to get into your secret place. Respond. Respond to that drawing. Respond to that pulling, that tugging on your heart. Yes, Lord, it is. It is mine. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. You know, I believe right now that this is the moment we're actually going to receive communion right now. You know, this is a holy moment. Ushers, if you would, if you would uh, bring out the, the bread and the juice. This is a holy moment between you and the Lord. You know, there's freedom. There's joy. And the love of God. A lot of times we hold on to stuff and we're holding on. And, you know, yes, Lord, I'm going to make the change. I'm going to make the change. I'm going to do this. I'm going to change this. And I'm going to get, you know, these things adjusted in my priorities. And, but the change doesn't happen. Because the heart's just not hungry enough. But today is a new day. Amen? Amen? Today is a new day. When we're receiving the communion elements, I believe that there's going to be breakthrough. Glory to God. Amen. I know that there's things that are changing in, in, in hearts right now. That there's that circumspect, there's that knowing, and there's that decision making right now. But I know that breakthrough is happening. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, as we receive 
the bread this morning. I thank you, Lord God, that you have put yourself on the cross for us. Jesus, the penalty for Onesimus was death. The penalty for all mankind was death because of sin. God, you came down. You came down to earth to make a way for all of mankind to be free from spiritual death. That man would be free from poverty, sickness, disease. That we wouldn't be held under, under that, that the law of death. But Jesus, you've came to give us life. I thank you, Lord, as we're taking the bread this morning that we are remembering what you've done for us, Lord. In Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for your precious blood that was shed for us. We thank you, Lord, that because of your blood, there is no condemnation in you, Christ Jesus, you have set us free from sin. We have been redeemed by your precious blood. And we thank you for every drop of it. Jesus, we thank you for the redemptive power in your blood. That you have bought us back from hell and eternal torment punishment for our sin that you took it upon yourself and Jesus we remember you and we remember your blood and we take the juice we take it in remembrance of you and your blood and we do not come we don't come before communion in a light manner Lord, we clear our hearts and we thank you for your forgiveness. And we take the symbol of your blood, we take it with full honor for all that you have done. And we expect your power to be released in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. So right now, if you would, we'll uh, receive the communion. You can come up and um, receive the bread and the juice. And then we'll bring some after into the classrooms with the kids to have communion in the back. But for now, we can, we can come up. You guys can come on up.
those that are just in your seats just waiting, this is just a personal, I believe, just a personal moment. As you're standing there, sitting there, kneeling, whatever you're, you're doing, just make it personal between you and the Lord. That as you're receiving the, the bread, that you just thank the Lord for what he's done for you. And as you're receiving the juice, if you just thank him for what he's done for you. And then remembering that the, the bread represents his body, the juice re representing his blood being poured out for you. And then, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is good, amen. Amen, amen. Supremely. Yeah. I really believe that the Father's looking for His church to honor the cross and the power that's in the cross in our lives and never, ever, 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 ever to compromise, never to be ashamed of the cross of Jesus Christ, never to be ashamed of his name, never to be ashamed of even speaking his name to anyone. because that's where it all began. And that's what we're rooted in, everyone. It's not by all the giftings and what we can say and what we can do and how talented and the, even the spiritual gifts. It's not that. It's the power of the cross in our lives. And that our lives are crucified in him. And all people will see is Jesus in us. 
totally surrendered. So we bless and honor your cross. We honored, we honored the grave that is empty. We honor the promise of eternal life. All this was your doing for us, Lord. And you came and saved us. Let our lives, Lord, truly honor you. Even in a greater way from this day forward, Lord. Jesus name. We thank you, Lord, for pouring out your your life for us. Thank you, Jesus, for setting us free. Thank you, Jesus, for making us whole physically, spiritually, emotionally. We praise your mighty name, Jesus. We praise your mighty name, Jesus. You're worthy to be praised, Lord. You're worthy, Lord God. You're worthy of all honor. There's no other name like your name, Jesus. Jesus, what an honor, Lord. What an honor, Lord, to serve you. What an honor, Lord, to be one with you. What an honor, Lord Jesus, to receive everything that you've given to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
I would just let worship come off of your lips. I don't need to say anything else. Just allow just worship to flow from your lips. Let praises just come from your lips. Jesus. You're so wonderful, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. I praise your name, Lord. You're so good. You're so holy. worthy, Lord. Jesus. 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 Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name. Glory, glory, glory. Jesus, Jesus. Thank you for healing, Lord. I thank you for your healing power flowing and touching the lives that need healing right now, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you that in your presence, Jesus, lives are changed. Physical bodies are changed. In your presence, Lord, people are delivered. But in your presence, Lord, we're set free. But in your presence, Lord, we are made whole, complete, new.
bless your presence, Jesus. Have we heard the heart of God today? Everybody has something to say, but not everybody is saying something. You know, the Father's love His love woos us. Pastor Tim, I get the message. Went through all the the prophetic exhortation. Sometimes in our Christian experience, we, the way we th- are thinking is a lot different than the way God thinks. It's okay. The way we see things is a lot different than the way God sees it. I'll just give you an instance. book of Revelation, and Paul, uh, John's receiving the information about the letters of the seven churches. To the church of the Laodicea. The Lord said this, these things says, says the amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. This is to a church. Because you say, I am rich, I have become wealthy, and I have need of nothing. So there was a mindset in that community of people may not have been all of them, but there was a strong mindset. 
that everything's good. I don't need anything. But the Lord says this. You do not know in actuality that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Sometimes we, and these letters were not to center folk. They were to the churches in geographical area. And it's interesting to me that these letters to seven churches, that you could have all seven of those experiences under one roof at the same time in the church and the body of Christ today. That's why I'd love to pour through these letters and just see which expression or what is the strength in all of them that we can hope for and, and begin to strive for here. But the way that some of the folks in this congregation here in, in Laodicea, they, the way they thought, the position they thought they were in, how they thought about themselves or saw themselves, and the Lord said, you don't know. You, don't, you can't even see it. But in actuality, you're wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. But he doesn't leave them there. He says, I counsel you now to buy from me gold refined in the fire. I'm going to give you advice. <laughs> I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich in actuality and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Sounds like a lot of what I heard today in the spirit prophetically. Lord, give us, please. The passion. The comprehension. The quest. To know you more every day. that we would walk humbly before you and pursue justice and mercy. Because you're raising up an, a family and you're raising up an army. That we are truly Christians. Christians. <laughs> Hallelujah. Being transformed from glory to glory into the 
your image, Jesus. Onesimus was a, like Pastor said, a slave. It's in the book of Philemon, Philemon, tomato, tomato. We were all slaves. Amen. Slaves the same. And then one day, the Lord revealed himself to us. And he gave us a choice to remain a slave to sin or choose to become a bond slave of his. And that's really what metamorphosed with Onesimus and his, his master, Philemon. Paul said, don't see him as a slave any longer. See him as a brother. And yet he was restored back to Philemon's service as a brother. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. What a picture of you and I. As Pastor Tim said, we deserve death. It's not new information, but it's today's bread. The Apostle Paul, when he started his ministry, he had to clarify the office and function he had in the body of Christ and to the Gentiles. He said, I, Paul, an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. Halfway through his ministry and journey in the Lord's service, he says, I, Paul, servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs>